not in Kansas anymore. You have my curiosity. Are you telling me you built a time machine? The force will be with Welcome to the Get Real Podcast, the podcast where we get real about all our favourite pop culture films and TV shows. I'm your Jedi Master, Chris, and with me is my Padawan apprentice, Sam. And does this Padawan have a story for you? Ooh, tell me the tales of Darth Plagueis the Wise. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's ironic, because that's something that we maybe wish we got in The Rise of Skywalker, which was okay. Star Wars Episode Nine. Yes. Which was never going to be called the rise of skywalker oh my gosh the first okay so this episode sam in front of him has got the colin trevaro's draft synopsis for his version of episode nine it's actually colin trevago (laughs) trevago yes sorry i forgot i forgot we renamed him how dare you get his name so wrong Colin Travago, yeah, sorry, so it's his we, draft. We know of it, we know it's tra- Travaro or Travaro or whatever, but yeah, for the so, purposes of this episode, he is Colin Travago. Today with me, thanks to a story that got run by Collider and YouTuber Robert Meyer Burnett. Okay. We have I recognize that name. Do we have the name of his channel or is that just what he goes by? So do I. Let me just click on this link and get a bit more of an it's idea. Not, it's not Star Wars Explained, that is it? No. Um Oops. <laughs> <laughs> no, his his channel. We're not, not sponsored. Good, no. Well look, there's his name, Robert Meyer Burnett. That'll okay. do. Um basically Colin Trevaro, who was the original director Travago. Travago <coughs> was the original director for what would have been his Star Wars episode nine. Yes. Now, obviously people are a little bit mixed on JJ Abrams's uh, results in The Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Uh, we have done our episode on The Rise of Skywalker. It was the first episode we did. So check it out if you haven't listened to it already. Check that out. Actually, to date it is our best performing episode. It is. It so yeah. Who would have thought Star Wars is more popular than everything? <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, um, yeah, so we have a full synopsis of what his film would have been. Tell me uh, about it, Sam. Yeah, we even have the uh, openings crawl Okay, in the script. So, so the way we're going to do this is, I don't know any of this yet, so Sam's going to hit me with the hard facts, yeah. and I'm going to react, and you're going to get my... I picked Chris up, I, <sighs> he got in my car, and I said, boy, have I got a story for you. <laughs> Said, it's not the type of tale that the Jedi's would teach you. <laughs> I said, do not read any of this before we get to recording. So, yeah, this is a bit of a different episode this week. So, I thought we'd do this like as a it. little bit extra to split up all the film reviews we have mm. been doing. So, we are well open to feedback on whether stuff like this is something that you'd like to hear in the future. Or if it's terrible, just get in touch. Tell us it's rubbish yeah. and tell us. Yeah, to... rate us five stars just yeah. so that we see your review telling us how terrible it was. No matter how much you hate it you're not allowed to rate us anything less than five stars so spoilers for a film that never actually got released (laughs) yes okay but maybe spoilers for rise of skywalker but yeah definitely this is going to be riddled with spoilers for rise of skywalker but what are you doing it's 2020 how have you not seen this film (laughs) so last year i know god it was a whole year ago anyway so yeah this um comes from collider so you can head over to their website to read everything else so full credit goes to them that is where i'm reading this from um, so yeah, basically, Colin Trevorrow's script was very, very different from J.J. Abrams' version of the film. Why was it? The draft that we're going to read was actually dated from December 2016. 
But obviously there would have been changes made by Lucasfilm mm-hmm. and stuff, and obviously he left because of creative differences yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, we've seen time and time again major, major changes can happen to a script once cameras are rolling. So there's no guarantee that if Trevorrow had remained on Star Wars Episode Nine, that this is exactly what the movie would have been. It does give us an idea of what we could have had, and I'm going to get your opinion on what would have been the Hit me film. with the truth, Sam! So are you ready for the opening script? Are you going to hit me with a title first? Copyright strike. So the iron grip of the First Order has spread to the farthest reaches of the galaxy. Only a few scattered planets remain unoccupied. Traitorous acts are punishable by death. Determined to suffocate a growing unrest, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren, in caps, has silenced all communication between neighbouring systems. Led by, in caps, General Leia Organa, the Resistance has planned a secret mission to prevent their annihilation and forge a path to freedom. Okay. That's your opening crawl for the what could have been episode nine. Do we have a title for it? We do. I thought you'd never ask. Well, I asked before you gave me the crawl. <laughs> You're leaving me in suspense. <laughs> Star Wars. Yes. Jewel of the Fates. Okay. I don't like it. I'm not going to lie. No, I'm not, I'm not too keen on it. However, doesn't it make you think about that trailer that we got that had the Duel of Fates theme in it? Yes. Mm. Mm. Does make you wonder. So Duel okay, of so the I Fates. Feel, I feel yeah. like that wasn't the final name for it. Like, I feel like that was like a temp name. Like a like a working title. Yeah, working title. It's definitely different though, isn't it? Duel of the Fates. Oh, it's like Attack of the Clones. Duel yeah. of the Fates. It would have been very relevant, though. Yeah. So what's your thoughts on the opening crawl so far? Pretty cool. It's. I like the fact that the Resistance are going on a secret mission, covert mission, instead of they were just walking into their dooms, essentially. Yeah. Have you noticed there's a big lack of Palpatine in that opening crawl yep, so far? Yeah, definitely a lack of Palpatine. No Palpatine at all. Mm. No reference to anybody other than... Was that the full crawl? That's the full crawl. Because that seems a lot shorter than most crawls. Well, it's most a crawls short. are like three paragraphs, aren't they? Well, I mean, the thing is, is this is one, two, three, four, five lines on this screen that I've got here. Okay. So you got to imagine it's probably split into the three paragraphs there. Yeah. So it doesn't seem to give us as much information as most crawls do, but well, we know where it's headed well, from. The that. information this gave us was that the first order has spread to the farthest reaches of the galaxy, so they've totally dominated yeah. the galaxy, haven't they? But that's off the back of Kylo Ren in the end of the Last Jedi becoming full big bad supreme leader. Yeah. Um. Traitorous acts are punishable by death. Um, determined to suffocate a growing unrest, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren has silenced all communication between neighbouring systems. So what I think this shows you is Kylo Ren has developed further than the anger that he had in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Get a bit of that in The Rise of Skywalker. Full dark side. But he's gone full dark side on this, and he yeah. is the big bad. Yeah. Which is what, if you remember, that's what I said that I wanted. I wanted Kylo to be irredeemable. Yeah. I wanted him to just that's be That's what I evil. wanted. I didn't want a redemption for him, really. Yeah. I like how they did his redemption, but I didn't really want it at that point. Yeah, exactly. And then the idea was is that the Resistance has planned a secret mission to prevent their annihilation and forge a path to freedom, a.k.a. like the spark that will bring the First Order down. Yes. Yes. So what this talks about now. So the beginning of the film very much picks up from The Last Jedi in that that the First Order has cut off all communication between the planets in order to suppress a rebellion inspired by Luke Skywalker's standoff at the Battle of Crate. Yes. So the spark of the rebellion did work in this version of the movie. 
In fact, the opening sequence of The Duel of Fates, Finn, Rose, and BB-8 are stealing a Star Destroyer that's chock full of Imperial weapons. Cool. So that's your... That's your Instantly that's your more Rose. Yeah. Because Rose got shafted in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, well, apparently she was front and centre for this whole movie originally. Apparently um, she had a lot more scenes in Rise of Skywalker, but they got cut. Yeah, and that's, you know, she was completely sidelined in that, wasn't yeah. she? Um, during the heist, Finn sees a stormtrooper with his helmet off that he recognises with his story arc in The Duel of Fates nicely concluding one that began in The Force Awakens. So was it T-R-A-T-R? No, he gets, he, gets, he gets blasted by oh, yeah, that bowcaster in yeah, yeah. The Force Awakens, doesn't he? So what you get here is you get more humanised stormtroopers, right? Someone's mm. not got his helmet on, Finn recognises him, has a conversation, or I don't know, says, yo man, what are you doing? You should rebel with me and join the resistance and stuff like that. Or maybe he's like, please don't shoot, please don't shoot, please don't shoot! Yeah, remember you don't that I know you? Yeah. <laughs> um, I like how you were going to get more Rose, because obviously it felt like she got set up in The Last yeah. Jedi a lot more. I thought she was... I thought she was great in The Last Jedi. Obviously, the Canto Bite storyline wasn't great, but mm. she was good. So um, I was gutted that we got none of her. So this versus the... Um, what did we get in The Rise of Skywalker? Kylo fighting those people, finding that um, Sith Wayfinder and meeting Palpatine right now. Yeah. Which tickles your fancy more? Um, I liked seeing a lot more Kylo Ren doing his ting. Mm-hmm. Um, Palpatine was cool, but this also sounds cool. So, at the end of this paragraph, what we're going to do a point system. So, what who do you give the point to so far? Um, I want to give it to this version of events, even though I liked Kylo Ren killing people. <laughs> Come on, just give me an answer. Uh, okay, uh, meh, 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 this version. Okay, right, so one point to the Duel of Fate so far. I really like Rise of Skywalker, and I feel like well, this is going to come out that I don't decision like and let it happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Supreme Leader Sam. <laughs> <laughs> so in Trevago's version, Trevago's version, Trevago. Rose and Finn are on a mission to Coruscant to ignite an ancient beacon in the old Jedi Temple, which will call the galaxy to war. Coruscant? Yeah, we didn't see any Coruscant, did we? No, no. What do you think? An ancient beacon in the old Jedi Temple. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. I think that's a nice callback. Callback to the prequels. Not just Palpatine. Yeah. Um, they get imprisoned. Well, quick, quick, oh. quick, quick, quick question. Yeah. You know, in The Force Awakens, when we see all the diplomats getting blown up, was that not Coruscant? Was that a different planet? Mm. I'm going to guess that was a different planet then. Well, we... Uh, yeah, I don't know, actually. Was that? It, it was a different planet, I remember. Hosn- Hosn- uh, in the General Leia novel, it was a different planet. Okay, so it was yeah. a different planet. So they didn't just totally... Yeah, they were just it. having a diplomatic meeting on there, because I'm used yeah. to the I would be the Senate. I would be yeah. questioning the validity vid- of this script, <laughs> if that was the case. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, they're going to the ancient beacon in the old Jedi temple, which we'll call the Galaxy to War. So that's essentially the same way as the Sith Pathfinders, wasn't it? Yeah, so it's a bit like that. Yeah, Uh, They get imprisoned. Rose gets interrogated by General Hux, played by Donald Gleeson. And Finn leads an uprising of defecting stormtroopers in a ground battle on the streets of Coruscant. Yes, please. Yeah, that would have been... Yes, please. So so he essentially did that. So the characters that we meet on... Um, the planet with the Death Star on, and was it another moon of Endor? 
Yeah, yeah. something like that. Um, they are all defective stormtroopers as well. So that got kept, but we had no development from them at all, and none of them seemed any sort of recognizable as a stormtrooper or anything. Like you didn't get any sort of weight from them being defective stormtroopers. They glossed over it so quickly. So I feel like that would have been a lot more impactful if they had a chance to stop the resistance, but they broke away. That they, they, you actually saw them defecting. What would you have liked to have seen more? More Sith trooper action in the Rise of Skywalker or defecting stormtroopers? Both. I would have liked to see those two go in at each, uh, each other. Okay, you, so here you got to see cuts of it, didn't you? So here's your next score. Okay, who would you give it to? Would you give it to more action with the Sith troopers at the end, or would you give it to rebelling? Uh, um, rebelling. Oh, there's two points to the film that never happened. Please don't make me hate Rise of Skywalker. Zero <laughs> points to the Rise of Skywalker. Um, yeah, so I really would have wanted to see this. I, I yeah. we, we spoke about this before we went and watched the film, and I really wanted rebelling stormtroopers. Yeah. It was a theory that Star Wars Explained on YouTube talked about, and that was something that he really wanted to see. Yeah. So I imagine if he has read this, that he's going to be... I feel um, like that would have cemented Finn's art, because I feel like Finn was also very much wasted. Yeah, and it would have it would have made more sense. I think it was only... I think it was only Ray and Kylo that weren't wasted in Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Now that I think about it, and stormtroopers. Don't make me hate it. <laughs> stormtroopers <laughs> fighting in Coruscant. Yeah. I would have really have liked to seen what we saw in Revenge of the Sith, Attack of the Clones, that kind of the underground, the lower level Coruscant yeah. fighting. Want to buy some death sticks? <laughs> that would have been a total cameo. Yeah. If this film had happened, that would have been the camera. Hey, I used to sell death sticks until, for some reason, someone made me stop. <laughs> um, so, yeah, at the very end of the movie, bear in mind, this is just talking about Finn and Rose's arc, yeah. and then we'll talk about the other arcs of the okay. characters throughout the film. Uh, at the very end of this movie, Finn and Rose lead a group of four sensitive youth to a remote planet where Rey is waiting to train the next generation of Jedi. And yes, broom boy. From the last Jedi is one of them. <laughs> yes, Broom Boy is there. Hashtag bring back Broom Boy. <laughs> so the alternative that um, we get is Ray is the Ray at the end of and um, the Rise of Skywalker is just her, isn't she? She's yeah. just found who she is. At the end of this, she kind of takes the 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 Jedi the Jedi Master role that Luke would have had in training young Jedi. Yeah, you know that he gets. She completes his story arc as well before Kylo goes Super Saiyan and burns the temple down. There's hints of Finn being force sensitive as well. Yeah, which, yeah. Which is why he would have been probably given the lightsaber in Force Awakens as well. Yeah, and that might have been, and that's how what probably tied him and detected the force sensitive youth. It doesn't talk about where this f- group of force sensitive youth came from, but they just talk about this is where it finishes off. Yeah. So maybe the reveal is that. It passes some time afterwards, and Finn and Rose are They've gathering them all planet, and stuff, yeah. and then taking them to Ray. So, Chris, That's so much better. Oh, I think I already know what your answer is going to be. Yeah. This is your next scoring question. Yeah, three nil. Without <laughs> me even having to ask. Three nil. Yeah. So between like, between like, Ray's that's ending, so at much ra- better than anything else that Finn and Rose did in Rise of Skywalker. So it's an easy three points. So between where Ray left off in The Rise of Skywalker and where she would have left off in The Duel right. of the Fates. Can I just say now, we're starting a Kickstarter to get the new version of Episode <laughs> 9 made. You know, like everybody wanted to get Episode 8 remade. 
Yeah. Let's get episode nine remade and let's get this we'll script use going. The whole budget of that just to get the script, and then we'll just film it ourselves. Yes, <laughs> I will play all the roles. <laughs> many wigs. Yes, many wigs and many many different. Speaking of that, um, you know the Yogs cast. Yeah. So every Christmas they do a Christmas charity live stream. It's every day for December, and this year, like they got some of them to try and remake a new hope. But there was only four of them remaking it, so they were all wearing different wigs and cutting it together. It's the best 13 minutes of my life. And they put Christmas songs in there, so they try and make it into the nativity as well. Incredible. We've only covered off two of the characters so far. Yeah. So we've got Rin. Uh, Rin? Rin. Rin. Fit, foes and foes and Rin. That's the end of their, their plot. Um, so as for Kylo Ren. So hit me with it. Kylo still dies at the end of this film. But his arc, as well as Ray's, is completely different. For one, there's no Emperor Palpatine at all. No mention. He's 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 not in this film. At the beginning of the movie, Kylo Ren has vanished off to Mustafar. Which is where we saw him. However, it is more of what you would expect from Darth Vader's lava planet. I was about to say, is, is he going to his castle? Are you ready for this? Darth Vader's castle. And he's wallowing around in Vader's old castle. <laughs> So we have Darth Vader's castle. So this castle is exactly this. everything that people were predicting at the end of episode eight. Yeah. Your next question, Chris, <laughs> is which version of Mustafa do you prefer? Option A, oh, I see the trees, the trees one with the see... Sith Wayfinder, or Vader's oh, old castle? I want to see Vader's castle. Okay, so that's four, four nil to the film that never happened. <laughs> should, should we end this now? We just end the point system you just tell me why i would have liked this film so what you're what you're saying chris is you prefer two par not even a two full paragraphs of text to what we got in the rise of skywalker so far yes you really you said you really like this film i I really like rise of skywalker but i really like this non-existent film as well i feel really betrayed okay so yeah uh he's in vader's old castle um there he's haunted by a forced ghost of luke skywalker which is where we get mark hamill's return and even and he said, and he even, said as well, if you strike me down in anger, I'll stay with you. Yes. Now this film already feels like it links a lot more to what we had in the Last Jedi. Yeah, it doesn't have twenty minutes at the beginning of trying to retcon episode eight. Yeah, and this is why it feels like such a U-turn because this feels like what we should have got. Look, everyone has gone from asking for J.J. Abrams's full three-hour cut. Look, I don't want the three, four-hour cut. I just want this. This would have... Yeah. Look, Chris died now. He looks like he's about to cry. You, you feel I liked like... Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> but now I'm not liking it as much. Everything you ever knew. It's all its all a lie, mate. Don't worry. I feel the same way. God damn it. Look, so Star yeah. Wars will equally make and break my heart. <laughs> So he's haunted by a forced ghost of Luke Skywalker, which shows Mark Hamill's return, and even fights a hallucinatory version of Darth Vader, a la Luke's fight in the cave in Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Empire Strikes Back? No. Return no. of the Jedi. No, Empire Strikes Back is in the second one. Oh yeah, that's right. He goes to yeah. he goes to um Dagobah. Dagobah after Hoth. Go to Dagobah. Train <laughs> with Master Yoda. That's my Alan Guinness. Rocking and rolling. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Sorry. If anyone's 
ever followed bad lip syncing, yeah. you'll know exactly what it is. There's a new Cut one. Down of them. Seagulls. There's a new one of them with a stick. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, that's what we're doing after this episode. <laughs> so yeah, um, we get a version of Darth Vader in this film. The distinct lack of Vader in episode nine. There wasn't even a force ghost of him at the end. It was Vader's helmet. That's not enough. <laughs> it was on screen for two seconds and I got Oh, F-bomb. No, oh, we can make this explicit. It was in there for two seconds can, and then it got shattered. We can make this explicit of how angry you are about Welcome this. to the other side of the jump cut. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, I, I think this would have been really cool. Getting a Force Ghost Luke against Kylo and then Kylo fighting Vader. Like, how much more would that have built on his character? <laughs> you can't see me right now, but I'm in pain. <laughs> I'm in emotional pain. So, after this, he comes into contact with the Sith teacher of Palpatine, Tor Valon, who is a ancient Sith Lord, I imagine, via an ancient Sith device, as he's trying to put an end to the Jedi and the Sith once and for all. So, he is the big, big bad version in this story, and uh, Collider says he's gone full Heisenberg, so to speak. What was the name of that? Um, Tor Valum. So that's T-O-R and space, and then it's V-A-L-U-M. So yeah, um, it's kind of cool. You still get that whole ancient Sith device thing, and he's trying to put an end to the Jedi and the Sith once and for all, um, which is kind of what he talks about in um, The Last Jedi, I suppose, where he's like Ray. you know, he tries to get Ray to join him and stuff and put an end to all the Sith, the Jedi, and all yeah. of it. And he just wants to be a supreme leader, which is what... In this version, it sounds like we get a much clearer supreme leader, Kylo yeah. Ren. The Kylo Ren we got in The Rise of Skywalker. He was supreme leader, but he was still a puppet for... It was supreme Palpatine. leader for the first half an hour, Kylo Ren. Yeah. But, you know... I See, I do like his redemption arc, but I wanted to see him pose more of a villainous th- threat first. So I, I kind of wanted more of a Vader <laughs> redemption. We're back to that moment again. Question Just number give five. The give, give, give it the point. No, honestly, question number five is would you have rather have had the Ben Solo redemption or would you have had full evil Kylo Ren? See, I would have wanted full evil Kylo Ren right up until the end and then redemption. So if we didn't have a redemption... Darth Vader, yeah. trucking Palpatine. Well, well, this but that would, would have needed another villain. Yeah, according to this, we wouldn't have had that. So, hmm, what would you what would you have given the point to? Would you say now that we think about it, this version, or would you have said that? Imagine if we never got that Ben Solo redemption, the whole uh, lightsaber teleporting from Ray to him, that moment. Um, if you didn't have that moment where they, you know, they they have that bond and he smiles and stuff, and has that moment with Han and his dad, and you know, what would you have preferred to have had? I know I've really <sighs> sold you on the concept of this film. Yeah, um, I want somewhere between the two of them. You can't do this. I know, I know. (laughs) Only Sith stealing absolutes. (laughs) Um, Give the point to Travago. (laughs) Our favourite. I want to give one point to Our favourite hotel finding website. (laughs) Not a sponsor. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, that's, um, that's Kylo's arc for the film. So, that is full arc. 
Uh, How does he interact with the other characters in any way? <laughs> well, there's a there's a. Mm, Are you going to tell me that in the bit about Ray? Yeah, I think okay. we've, we've got a little bit more to go, so we're okay. about halfway through. Um, so Ray, meanwhile, while all this is going on with Kylo and he's going through his whole, mm-hmm. um, is know, she being midlife crisis? Is she being trained by Leia actually properly? Uh, it doesn't really talk about this. I know, okay. I know, Leia was in the opening crawl, but I don't think it really talks about what would have happened with Leia. May if this was 2016, when did Carrie Fisher pass? Would this fill? Would I think, this I think it was December 2016, wasn't it? So we'll assume this script was it 2017? Yeah, because this is the only thing, right? Is if this script was written with that obviously in mind, then she would have played a very similar role in this to what she would have done in the Rise of Skywalker, where she mm. was just kind of like a like a guide. And December twenty seventh, twenty sixteen. Okay, yeah. So it was probably written with with that in in mind, I suppose, wasn't it? Well, this was probably before she passed away. Yeah. If it was written then, yeah, maybe would a have lot been... of bits have been cut out because of that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah. So while Kylo's going through his midlife crisis of being full <laughs> Sith Lord and everything, and a Porsche, being a supreme leader and all that. <laughs> <laughs> no one will get that reference <laughs> um, Daisy Ridley Ray meanwhile still believes there's good in Kylo Ren and has teamed up with Poe to put an end to the Jedi and Sith in her own way another story point this film picks up from the ending of The Last Jedi so it doesn't actually talk about this at all it doesn't actually say how she's going to put an end to it. she still thinks there's good in Kylo which I think is a nice little... Yeah. I think the tragedy of this film would be her still thinking there's good in him. A bit like how Padme still thinks there's good in Anakin. Yeah. You'd have a mirror mirror in there, maybe. And and how Luke's still trying to find the good invader as well. Yeah, yeah, probably. And then maybe Poe plays a bit like an Obi-Wan where it's like, no, he's gone. You know what Because I mean? that would have built off episode eight as well. Yeah. Because I feel like... I'm just... I'm just slamming Rise of Skywalker now. We're allowed to because this actually would have sounded really decent. Yeah, so so at the end of episode eight, the whole point of Poe Dameron's arc is like he's tossing that toxic masculinity aside. He's not being the hot-headed flyboy that he was. And he's taking other people into consideration. He's thinking about things through properly and everything. He had character growth in episode eight. Then episode nine, he kind of goes back to being a trigger happy flyboy. Yeah, and like he he just kind of wants to bang Kerry Russell. <laughs> like even at the end, like after she's already turned him down multiple times, he's just there. Like I just won the war for us. How about now? Do you want to bang now? No. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a bit of like the comic relief of the film. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, it doesn't really talk much more about Ray in this. That's really it, and that's it in terms of. Um, that's it in terms so of power. So nothing as well. about. Well, I think we get a little. Oh, we get a little bit more actually. Okay, carry on. Lie. Um, do I do want to know my point about that? Uh, <laughs> Although you didn't really give me much, but there's not. I know there's not really much there. Okay, to, we'll skip a point score. there then. Um, but I, I think this would have been such a. This would have been like the heartfelt parts of the film. Yeah. you can imagine the probably more force connections between the two of them. Like, yeah, Ray still saying to Ben that she can bring him back and yeah that whole like part in the last jedi where she you know she realizes that he's putting his hand out because it's you know he doesn't want her to join her to for him to go to the light it's for them to both go to the dark in yeah. a way where with this because that yeah. scene was 
those two so diametrically opposed that it shattered the symbol of like the light side the symbol of the jedi was the lightsaber in that film like yeah like like that is the symbology of star wars is the lightsaber when you think of star wars you think of lightsaber fights don't you yeah that's why it's on every poster and everything is a lightsaber like and it shattered that because they were so diametrically opposed they both thought that they could bring each other back and then they split if they in episode eight like she was still saw the good in him he still thought he could bring her over you could still get the dark ray visions that he's having maybe they could project visions at each other mm. so he's projecting like the dark ray visions and she's projecting like ben, the, ben the solo ben visions. solo yeah like trying to bring oh, so this is last... give me your f- <laughs> <laughs> this Scream. is this is the last paragraph this is the last paragraph now so this is all you get and Ray's parents, still nobodies, i.e. Ray is not a Palpatine in this film, but Kylo Ren killed them at the behest of Snoke. So Kylo kills Ray's parents originally. Did he drop her off on Jakku? Mm, doesn't mention. So the finale of this movie finds Ray. Hang on, one point. Ky- right, your point now goes to Ray being nobody or Ray being a Palpatine. Which one did you prefer? Or which one would you prefer? I think when we did this, I think we when we did our Rise of Skywalker episode, you we were a bit on the fence about this because it was like, why does everybody have to be connected? And that's been a lot of people's frustrations. Yeah. I'm trying to fill the gap of silence while you think I... about which point you would give this fake film. Okay, I didn't want Raid to be a no one as such, but I kind of didn't want her to be a Palpatine. Kind of isn't good enough. I need a definitive answer for this scoreboard. I think her being... (laughs) Uh, You can ask the audience if you want, or phone a friend. Audience member, (laughs) what do you think's better? We have an audience member. We have the designer here. Emily, what do you think? You have to shout your answer. I don't even know what the question is. Is it better that Ray is nobody or that she is Palpatine? Okay, nobody it is because that's that shows that you don't need to be bred into power to be good at what you do and Amen. all that. Girl yeah, girl power. Amen. She can be nobody. She doesn't need the powers that some old crusty ass man gave her. She can <laughs> she can be strong on her own. Okay, so we got a couple more. So in the finale of this movie, finds Ren and Kyle. Finds Ren. Ren and Kylo. <laughs> Finds Ray and Kylo Ren duking it out on the mystical planet Mortis, with Ray getting an assist from the force ghosts of Luke, Obi-Wan, and Yoda. Which is kind of what happens. Yeah, I reckon this means that we get them physically. Yeah. Like maybe physical. Well, it says force ghosts, doesn't it? I'm so thinking get- like end of Goblet of Fire, Harry and Voldemort going at it, and he's got his parents on each shoulder. Yeah, yeah, a bit like that. Yeah. Emily liked that reference. She got that one. <laughs> She's been here the whole time. <laughs> She's not got a microphone though, yeah. so you might struggle a little. Uh, secret member, everybody. Yeah, she doesn't know you don't know much about Star Wars, but it's okay, the opinion of a third party really matters yes. at this point. It's um, definitive. Um but yeah, so basically Mortis, why does that ring a bell, Chris? Why does Mortis ring a bell? I don't know, Sam. Should it ring a bell? Yes, I think the planet I'm thinking rigor mortis as in 
going stiff after you die. Mortis in Star Wars. Oh, it is was an ethereal realm within the Force, which is whispered over. Oh, during clone during the Clone Wars. I was about to say, is it during the Clone Wars where Ahsoka Tana goes after she dies and she becomes one with the light side yeah. of the Force? You know what? You know which one Mortis is. It's related to those that family, those three. Yeah, the father the, and the, the two fa- children. Yeah, the father and the yeah, two children. Yeah, that's where she dies and becomes... Yeah, yes. the dagger of Mortis and yes. stuff. That's where it all links. The altar of Mortis. Yes. It's where that Inquisitor in the Clone Wars goes. The father was Mortis. Yes. And that's that planet, which is probably why it was all set up in Rebels and Clone Wars and stuff, and you yeah. had all that, the the world between worlds and stuff. Yeah. Which really sadly is it wasn't linked in the Rise of Skywalker. What we're saying is Rise of Skywalker was fine and all that, but Jewel of the Fates was a million times better. <laughs> and to round it up, so do you want the point for that? That's another point. <laughs> uh, and to round it up, that, that's another point. Uh, the Jedi, including Rey and Luke and Obi Wan, try unsuccessfully to bring Kylo Ren back to the light. But he's too far gone, and in the end, he is, quote-unquote, extinguished. Ray stabs him, does a big old stabby stab. Gets a fire extinguisher, bashes him over the head, (laughs) sprays him while he's down, (laughs) and that's it, he's done. I reckon if that was the version, we would have got red, creepy eye version, you know, like Anakin at the end of the show. 100%. And what did I... Which is what we both wanted. And that is what we had spoke about, is what we wanted. We were happy with what we got given, but we weren't satisfied. Yeah, we were happy with The Rise of Skywalker, but... Jewel of the Fates is what we both actually wanted, and I realised I wasn't speaking into the microphone for a minute then. (laughs) (laughs) I was so disheartened, I was looking into the corner of the room. God. So that was a whitewash. uh, I wanted to give something to Rise of Sky. It was 6-0 to the film that never happened. Wow. (laughs) I was going to try and go see Rise of Skywalker again in the next week or so, but I don't think I will now. No. I think you should just, like try and do some lucid dreaming and try and dream the plot of this film i probably will tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it um again final credit goes to collider and um the youtuber i mentioned earlier on robert meyer Burnett. right you haven't given your scores would it be six nil for you as well oh this film definitely yeah <laughs> yeah I'd, obviously has it sullied your opinion on rise of skywalker because i feel like it has for me a bit now you know what rise of skywalker what it was what is what it was like I, both of these are two completely different takes yeah. on how that saga should have ended. I feel like it makes me realize how much a U-turn Rise of Skywalker was. And now that you get people talking about how, you know, it felt like it was rushed and they had to do a lot of, you know, turn, fixing. Like, fixing. Yeah, yeah. Like how the first like 20 minutes was just like a total retcon of everything that happened in The Last Jedi where this is supporting all the things that happened in The Last Jedi. It doesn't have to explain who Snoke is. We have, we have to totally appreciate as well that what we have, that we've read through, isn't probably what the full script of the film would have been. It wouldn't have been the definitive film that we would have got because it was in 2016 and obviously, you know, Lucasfilm and Travago would have reacted very differently <laughs> to fan, fan feedback and yeah. trailers and, you know... It, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because it's something that we're never going to get. It's done now. There's no, you know, there's no backpedaling at this point. I still feel like that script 
could have been used by J.J. Abrams. Like, I really like J.J. Abrams, but I feel like they got him back to do episode nine and they were like, just go with your original plan for the trilogy. Mm. And he was just like, right, okay, then, yeah, sound, I'll do that. Instead of thinking, what's Ryan Johnson just done? Mm. What was Colin Trevorrow's original plan? Sorry, Colin Trevago's original plan. <laughs> do you reckon they got cold feet and didn't want to take follow the risks you know that were taken? what I think it is? I think it was the vocal minority that hated The Last Jedi that made them flip. Mm. I really do. And I think that is a major problem that we've got in the industry at the moment, especially with nerd culture and things like that. Because the way the internet is at the moment, it's an open forum to say whatever you want. And it's a lot easier to be negative about stuff because you don't need to justify it as much as you do for why you like stuff. And I, fe- and I feel like the amount of back pushing from episode 8. Episode 8, the first thing everybody points to at episode 8 is Canto Bite. Yeah, we can all admit that wasn't the best storyline, but what it did with the characters was still worth something. Like, episode 8 was a fantastic film. We both rated it quite highly in our, like, top nine out of, like, the Star Wars films when we ranked them. Like, it's a fantastic film. What they tried to do was ambitious, and it worked. And then Rise of Skywalker has undermined it all. And I feel like that's because they saw the pushback, and then the writer's room and Kathleen Kennedy just said to JJ, do what you were going to do. Forget that Episode Eight existed and do what you were going to do. So as we mentioned that the internet is an open forum, we yep. we don't hate The Rise of Skywalker. We liked it, didn't we? we yeah, we came I, I out really liked it. We've seen it, it. We seen it a few times. We like it. but See, I, I feel like, obviously, it didn't touch on emotional beats in that short spec script that we got. Yeah. Whereas, like, the emotion... It was the emotional beats that We've got lots of scenes that, made... that were missing as well. Yeah. We've got lots of scenes missing from that synopsis. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, so we we can't rate it fully. Like, that's the grand strokes. And obviously, we're filling bits in with our minds as well, like, how that would have played out. But the emo- I think it was the emotional beats in Rise of Skywalker that made it work for me. Yeah. Like, the whole stuff with Leia and then bringing Ben back and, like, people dying and stuff like that. Like, Chewie getting the medal and everything like that. Mm. Like and Han Solo, all these emotional beats is what sold Rise of Skywalker for me. I understood that the plot was contrived, but the emotional beats worked for me. Yeah, I think the Rise of Skywalker would have been fine if it was if that was built across two films. If we had a four films for the sequel saga instead of three, potentially we could have had that build into Palpatine instead of being it being rushed. I think if we just wanted it to be capped off and we wanted to take the mm, the safe option in terms of what had been set up, we would have got this film. It does make you think though, it does make you wonder what we could have, what could have been. But that is all we got time for covering that off today. I reckon maybe Oh no. sorry, just I know we said we're gonna end it. Have you have seen it seems like the cast seem a little bit disappointed with Rise of Skywalker as well. Mark Hamill, I think, is quite disappointed. Yeah, Mark Hamill it? seems very disappointed. He only got one scene in it. I would be disappointed as well. Yeah, You help launch the franchise and you get one scene in the end of it. Hmm. Uh, Oscar Isaac seems a bit dismissive in interviews as well. I know he wouldn't come back and do another solo series. No, he said he wouldn't have anything to do with it anymore, which he was a massive Star Wars fan. Whether he thinks, I've done my part, I don't want to oversee him, I welcome maybe. 
but also John Boyega, uh, Noah's been getting flack lately for stuff that he's saying in interviews. I don't know what that's about, but that, I think that was where the whole thing about the director's cut came from, wasn't it? Mm. Was people speaking out about it. Do you reckon they've seen this version of the script and then they got the J.J. Abrams spec of the script and were like, we wanted to do that other film? Well, we don't know, do we? We have to be... Possibly. I've got to be open-minded. We can't fuel the hate fire. No. Um, but maybe... Maybe uh, an extended version of Rise of Skywalker isn't what we need. No. I kind of wish that I never found out about this script. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what I'm taking away from it, is it's made me think about a lot of things. Yeah. I was happy to overlook to just keep enjoying Star Wars. Yes. However, at least we know that this was in the pipeline, so you can't Maybe we get an animated version of it in a few years. Yes. Maybe somebody on YouTube, maybe the guy that makes all the Warhammer 40k videos can make a CGI version of this Oh, that Kenobi fan film, if you've not seen that Yeah, the Kenobi fan film. That is very good. Yeah, whoever made that, make Jewel of the Fates. So as much as we want to slam this film, or slam the film that came out for the film that never happened, um, we're going to finish it up there. You can get us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GetRealPod. That's R-E-E-L. And you can hit us up on email at getrealpoduk at gmail.com. We are available on near enough every podcast provider. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. But all the major ones are there, so leave us a rate and review. Follow us on Spotify and everything like that. And let us know which script you would have preferred, whether you would want this. This is something that I want to hear from you guys. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Thank you very much for listening. Catch you next time. Bye.